0: Well, you wanted; it was needed. Finally, the press conference with Sam Pittman. Yeah. Was there any particular in your mind, any kind of bombshells that you may have learned in that particular press conference today?
1: Well, I think there was a lot. I, I don't even think it was 25 <laughs> minutes long. Maybe right at 25 minutes. We didn't even we didn't even get to Kansas. <laughs> we didn't even get to bowl practices. We'll save all that for Monday. It was all transfer portal and nil and you know all of those kinds of things and coaching searches and uh, obviously i think probably the biggest news out of the day was Jalen Catalon and uh you know it's uh, from my sources he is gone i mean it's it's not like looking likely that he's going to end the portal he's he's entering the portal just hasn't Done it or announced it yet? Uh, so that's very unfortunate. Um, you know, it's a weird circumstance with him being injured the last two years the way he was, and just kind of looking for a fresh start. From my sources last week, things were seemingly moving in the right direction, but for whatever reason, those things uh, have changed, and um, he's gonna he's gonna be playing at a different school. That's gonna be kind of weird. Um, you know, he's a team captain last year, so. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing. I think you know other stuff is just really just overarching the the chaos that December has become. I mean, it's just it is just absolutely wild with all the coaching searches with the early signing day, with, uh, you know, the transfer portal and, and all of those things. And that's all fine. I mean, that's, it's adjust or die. You have to get used to it. I do think it's interesting, though, that my busiest months for me, when I'm, like, most chaotic, busy, is, you know, August, March, and December, with, you know, September through November being pretty much a cakewalk i mean that's that's easy (laughs) it's the off season that has become utterly chaotic and that's that's college football now now i think the things the thing that's got to change with college football um yes it would help if they could figure out the schedule a little better because they've got too much going on in december i mean we talked a little bit about it yesterday but there's just there's so much going on it's it's impossible to to really keep track of it all or probably to do any of the jobs really well like they deserve but the thing that's got to stop is, you know, just like the tampering. I mean, and I'm not saying directly at Arkansas, but it's just it's just happening everywhere where you know where players are going before they enter the transfer portal. Uh, as Sam Pittman said, some players are being told by schools that, um, you know, hey, you need to enter the transfer portal. You know, you come here, we'll get you this money. We'll, uh, you know, you'll catch, you know, this many balls for this many yards. And then they get in the portal. and. Um, you know They've told that to 20 other players, and mm. they're going to pick the best one, and the guy might be stranded, which is one reason Pittman says he's kind of revised his philosophy on, um, and you have to change. You have to change and adapt. He's revised his philosophy on not you know, taking players once they enter the portal. He, had, he adapted last year with Malik Hornsby and Jalen St. John, but those guys didn't miss anything, and he's adapted it further. So if you do miss something – you got to make it up if you're going to come back. So uh, not that anybody right now is in that situation. He didn't seem to indicate that there is anybody that they're, like, talking about bringing back. So um, there's just a lot going on right now. I mean, you have to you have, to have your stuff in order right now in terms of finances. And you can't even say to a player, you know, hey, come here. I mean, you, I say you can't. They do. They do say this, You come here, we'll give you this much money. But, uh, I mean, you've got to have, like, you know, six-figure deals and stuff for, for players who are, you know, significantly better, you know, guys that are, like, all-conference and stuff. And quarterback, you know, for some teams, you might be talking seven-figure deals. I mean, it's it's really gotten wild. Um, and lost in all this, you know, we're talking about that. Um, you know, the transfer – I was actually – had my head buried. And the story I was writing just about, you know, some of the things I'm talking about now uh, that I completely overlooked a text that, uh, hey, keep an eye out on Chris Hampton, you know, and somebody else put it out there first and I just completely overlooked it. And 30 minutes later, I look at my phone and see that, you know. I'm behind on that. It just shows you how fast everything is going. But, um, yeah, Jelaine's Chris Hampton. And that's, you know, yesterday we talked about Brian Williams a little bit. If you remember me yesterday, Randy, saying, uh, Brian Williams, the Maryland coach, that, um, (laughs) you know, I could not find anything that was tying that together from any of my sources. And lo and behold, there was nothing to tie together (laughs) because Pittman, as he said in the press conference, he never talked to the guy. Um, But his plane was in
0: Baltimore, but he was recruiting and he he wasn't recruiting Williams
1: yeah yeah um so anyway that was that all added up to me because everybody you know people were reporting this and I just you know we've been on top of it pretty pretty darn good on you know who they're going after and who's moving on and whatnot Uh, and I just couldn't find anything tying that guy into Arkansas but everybody else seemed to think he was the guy um but uh Hampton you know he I didn't have any. Nobody mentioned anything about him until uh, about three o'clock today. Right at three o'clocks, when I got a text message. So, um, anyway, a little more on him. And he's not been hired or anything. But he, I would say, he is definitely, if not a guy, the guy to watch right now. Uh, Tulane was exceptional on defense last year. This was a program that was two and ten in 2021. I believe that's right. Two and yeah, two and ten, right. and yeah. are eleven and two now. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's an incredible turnaround. Their defense, just to use a word, kind of sucked last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this kinda? year, no, they it was were a complete really turnaround, yeah. Yeah. and they were, you know, twenty-fifth nationally in scoring defense, second in the AAC, um, way up there also in yard surrendered. Uh, they were, and when I say second in scoring defense in the AAC, that was by 0.2 points per game. So they were uh, really strong, 20.2 points a game allowed, I believe. And, you know, they run that um, that tight front with uh, the two ends and a 4 I It allows the linebackers to do a lot of different stuff, be, you know, very creative, be very aggressive also. I think that's something that, you know, Arkansas does need to do on defense is to be aggressive. So, uh yeah, this does definitely look like a guy to watch here. The the positives are, you know, he has coached in Arkansas. He's a GA at Arkansas State. Coached backs at uh, UCA. He uh, was a GA at Georgia Tech. He was a player at South Carolina. Um, so he's been in, in this area. Uh, you know, he's been around in this region uh, quite a bit. And of course, his time in, in Tulane, him in the East State. You know, he's, he's familiar with Louisiana. These are all. That's a good footprint to, be, to have your background in as far as recruiting and knowing the landscape. Um, I would say, the, you know, everybody's got a con, and his would probably be, aside from his time at South Carolina and Georgia Tech, uh, no other, you know, SEC uh, Power 5 level uh, experience. So uh, everybody's got some kind of knock on him. But, I mean, what they did at Tulane last year was, was pretty remarkable. Or this year. We're still in this year.
2: Well, you know, you, you, one thing you said, Trey, a couple of days ago would be there'd be more bad news before there's good news, and yeah. uh, that certainly can happen. You know, from what you're saying with uh, NIL and players getting uh, stolen from other campuses and all that kind of stuff, I mean, what, what can Arkansas do to combat that, and uh, do you think they can still do well enough through the transfer portal as they did last year uh, to, to still have a competitive football team?
1: I guess report it to the NCAA. Who won't do anything? Is, have you guys seen any investigation into tampering? No. Oh I no, heavens no. no! Yeah, I haven't seen anything. So, I mean, I guess it's the old if a tree falls in the woods, there's nobody there to hear it. I don't, I don't know if nobody, if nobody's, <laughs> nobody's there to hear or enforce anything. Then what does it really matter? Tamper away. But you could literally, you could literally have every good player on your roster just bolt right after your last game for yeah. NIL deals or or, yeah. or promises of this or that uh, before you even you know realize what's going on if you're playing by the rules. So I guess the answer is to stop playing by the rules.
0: Well, well I would say the other part of that, unless, <laughs> yeah. unless this is kind of like the deal is done and it's not where we're getting into a bidding war, but mm-hmm. you almost have to fight fire with fire, which means – in this case, Arkansas would have to step up its game with its NIL programs. If you're if you're saying a running back or a wide receiver can get six figures, and a, maybe a quarterback could get seven figures, does that mean then the only way you're going to be able to fight fire with fire is to be able to counter those kind of yeah. offers with the no, same and, kind and of And let's
1: don't let's not mistake Arkansas is doing that. The problem is is the tampering side of things, mm. you know. Um, not, I mean, Arkansas has got players that are making that kind of money. There's, don't mistake that; they're they're making that kind of money. Arkansas needs to probably develop a better NIL system, and maybe that's through the one Arkansas deal. But right now, as far as I can tell, that is, you know, more from big money donors that are, you know, putting in, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. The you know guy, you know, average Joe Arkansas fan. Who wants to donate ten dollars a month or something uh, i don't see that nil program yet Ole miss has old miss has a great setup i mean from what i can tell th- this is what these do not just Ole miss but they you know you, you can donate one time if you want you can donate you can get on a monthly plan where they hit their credit card every month um, and they basically you know and then there's businesses that pay you know money to be a part of it and the business gets to put the logo of the nil on their website and um you know the athlete will uh make a tweet or something about the the business or uh, maybe make an appearance or something and then get you know i don't know a hundred thousand dollars for it i guess it's just it's just kind of ridiculous what we're dealing with right now but this is i mean if you don't have if you don't just put the players on salary and you know have yeah. a salary cap and all that kind of stuff this is what people have come up with to pay players you know and, and i think we've all come to the conclusion now that you know this is a capitalist society and if a player is worth this then that's what they're worth and that's not the problem the problem is you know there are no rules there's no you know you can you can you're not supposed to tamper but you can't coaches can't even say hey you're not even allowed to say as a coach you're not allowed to say hey if you come here we can get you two hundred thousand dollars
2: mm.
1: you know you can't say that legally but supposed to yeah every parent is going to ask every coach how much can I, how much can we get you know pittman said it comes you know it comes up all the time um so the system is it's just utterly chaotic right now it's all over the place and i'm going to tell you something and i've said this for years but people, the players need to be taken care of, okay? I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Um, you know, the coaches are getting, you know, market value for what they're worth and all that stuff and have been for years. They're certainly taken care of. There's people on their staff that need to be taken care of and administration and all that stuff. Don't forget about the fan because the game that the fan started following and fell in love with and certainly the offseason that they're used to it's not the same sport anymore. No. It's not the same game. And when you take away when you when people have something that they believe in, they're passionate about and they're led to believe that it's corrupt, they they, they start losing interest. When they start when they believe the game is rigged, things change and sometimes people revolt when they <laughs> think things like that are, are happening as we've seen. And, you know, sometimes people lose interest and you can't forget about the fan because the fan those are the people that fuel the whole thing without them without them without players without coaches without any one of that group the whole thing collapses and before you say college football or you know whatever else will never not be popular you know go back in time when it was all about horse racing and boxing and baseball mm-hmm. you know i mean Times change. UCF yeah. wasn't even a thing 15 years ago. I mean, nobody even thought about that, and that's probably more popular in boxing right now. So you got to make well, sure you take care of the people who fuel what you're doing, think, and that's think the Think about
2: the total consequences, and you're right, because out of those 70,000 people sitting in the stands, a very few of them are fueling the NIL. So, right. you know, that that's – they're they're glad to have tickets and they're having to make contributions and some of them are having to make sacrifices to do that. So you're right, you can't forget them. Here's the here's the danger in all that. If college football ever goes downhill, what's next? The NFL, the most popular game that there is. The, uh, you know, will the NFL have to subsidize college football to keep it going if all this happens? Because uh, there
1: is no NFL without college football. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean. I mean, what is a farm league or something? I mean, I always thought that was a little problem with the NBA too, because you know you have players who go to college and develop a following, and those players take that following to the NBA with them, you know. And it's just, and you know, that's that's gone too. What you need is, what you need is those like, of those seventy thousand people in the stands, you need like fifty thousand of them giving twenty dollars a month <laughs> towards the NIL right. deal. You know, yeah, you need there you, go. you need something like that,
2: but um, some of them are just hoping they can afford groceries. Exactly, you know, and and exactly. so they're going to they're going so to do nil deals. With you hey, put it on you
1: you put it on boosters and fans now to fuel your football team even more. Yeah. You know, they I, I really think there's there's got to be a move to a model where hey, there's a salary cap. This is an organization like the NFL. That's what we're going to, and heck, maybe I'm for that. You know, we go to you know a more of a you know, a, a true league model, uh, college football is more chaotic than any sport on any level right now. It's yeah. more chaotic than any, and you know, basketball probably be next behind that, college basketball. But it's, it's more chaotic than youth sports, high school, pros, all that stuff, because there's no real structure to it. Um, and if we move to more of a pro model, that might not be a bad thing as far as information, because something I like about the NFL is, Open locker rooms after games, mm-hmm. uh, open practices, guaranteed to the media, um, injury reports. We don't get any kind of injury reports. Is just a coach sitting up there lying. I mean, he just you, you make every coach in America sit up there and just lie, lie, lie about what their roster <laughs> looks like uh, because you know you don't have you don't require transparency on that. So maybe that maybe that is the direction. It should all head to. so. Well,
0: uh, I mean, you, you can look at it this way, Trey. If you want to take the NFL as a model, then why not go to a draft where you've got 65 teams, that includes Notre Dame, but you go to a 65-team draft, and then the positions are slotted, and that way at least there is a little bit of control. Uh, in that regard, because so That's saying, I mean,
1: like, if you want to play college football, we might be sending you to Oregon. Liberty yeah. or BYU. <laughs> right. If they draft you. I hope this aligns with your religious if, beliefs. If Liberty, you're going to, if Liberty you know, or BYU, you're going to, there too, you're going to right. Baylor.
0: If yeah, Liberty or BYU or Baylor drafted you, yeah. then, then you got the right to say no. You don't have to take it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. It, you're right about the chaos. Yeah. All right, Trey.